0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: Here in the studio tonight. It's Ian.
2: And Aria. Trump entertains me more with his shenanigans. Like Trump, Mm. I feel like, knows what he is. Where Musk thinks he's genuinely trying to make the world a better place. And I don't think Trump believes that. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. Could be. I mean, I feel like... Trump's trying to make a world, the world a better place for, for Trump. Trump.
1: Musk, um, you know, maybe hmm, – that's an interesting assessment there. I think Musk certainly knows what he is in that he is a troll. He knows how to troll. Like, he knows how to get reactions from the people who hate him. He does.
2: But my sense and of – so does Trump. Yes. Yeah. They're both very good at that. And that that's the that's the mark of a good troll, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we we trolls do is we we get our reactions from other people and that tells us whether or not we were successful at whatever <laughs> we were trying to do. Right. However, I I feel like Musk's biggest downfall at the moment uh, isn't necessarily being entertaining or not entertaining, it's that I think he's bitten off more than he can chew with Twitter. Really? Yeah, and I think he's it, the reality of trying to run a company of this scope and this magnitude is setting in on him and I I think he's unqualified for it based Why? on
1: I mean he's come in there he's cleaned house. He's wiped out at least more than half at this point. It was half initially and then yeah. hundreds more apparently resigned when he gave them the ultimatum a couple of weeks ago. Said basically you're either going to come to work or you're going to resign and sure. uh, people just <laughs> they didn't want to come to work, so they're gone now. Uh so we're probably at like, you know, a third or 40% or something like that of the previous 7500 probably so but i mean, I mean he's, the he's u.s cut. government's
2: not dying tonight either and i wouldn't say that they're doing a very good job of managing okay. their own affairs that's sort of but how I, mean, I see twitter except twitter's not a state how can he do worse
1: than what twitter was doing i mean i, I don't
2: think he can't well I, i'm not i'm not sure for if all he can the
1: negativity worse. right for all the negativity directed towards elon musk over purchasing twitter most of it's coming from the left because now they don't have their, you know, essentially an echo chamber anymore. They're mad because uh, Musk is letting right-wing people back onto Twitter. And that's ultimately where the frustration and all these anti-Twitter articles are coming from. They're on the oh, attack against see, him. See, this, this is a
2: silliness on their part. That there's a really simple solution here. When you see one of these people and you don't like what they, what they have to say because you think it's bigoted or you think it's evil or racist or whatever, you click these little dots next to their name. Right. And then you click block. And then they go away forever. Yeah. You never have to see them again. It's, it's that a, simple. It's the miraculous technology that we have but that at our fingertips. that doesn't stop
1: them from being butthurt about the fact that those people, again, are platformed.
2: I think, to be succinct about it, I liken the entire thing to a new U.S. president coming in. Like, okay, Biden mm. screwed up the country, but that's okay. We're going to vote in this new guy, DeSantis. And... I know that it's still going to continue collapsing under DeSantis, just like it's doing under Biden and just like it did under Trump. To me, that's Musk being in control of Twitter now. Is It's going to continue collapsing. You think prob- so? Probably I mean, in new and different up. ways. If you
1: believe Musk, the numbers are up. The number of uh, signups are up. Yeah. The amount of usage of the system is up.
2: But if I had yeah. reason to believe that the hindenburg as i was watching it go up was going to you know explode and there was going to be this catastrophic accident i would also be you know filming it and i I would be there i would not just leave the place to go do something else that's sort of what twitter is it's the hindenburg it's taking off and i'm here to watch the
1: explosion okay but you're still on twitter yes i'm like i'm here to watch the explosion (laughs) what do you when you say it's going to explode what do you i don't think it's going to explode i mean that's obviously just
2: you know where the metaphor begins to break down but most recently, I was thinking about the fact that Musk went in and he turned off all of the extraneous uh, Twitter services. And I can't remember any of them by name, but it was uh, related to two-factor authentication and mm, okay. just every other service that wasn't directly related to tweeting something and it being in someone's feed. Okay. And I understand the reason for this. And this is what caused me to think about it. This is sort of what you would want to do if you went into a company and there, were, there was networking equipment everywhere and... IP Get back address concord. core business. Yes. You right? turn you everything focus. off and yeah. you turn things back on as you find out yeah. that you need them. Right. That and, makes sense. And Twitter had all sorts of things that they did not need. Mm hmm.
1: The site's not broken. It's well, working fine. It was
2: briefly. And it's breaking in various ways for different people. It's not mm-hmm. all the time, but two-factor authentication, if you received an SMS code upon trying to log in, that was broken for people briefly because mm-hmm. that was one of the machines he turned off. Okay, And I understand it. That was a really good way, a definitive way of finding out everything that isn't needed. If a, you know two weeks passes and you haven't turned on that machine, then you don't need that Probably machine. Need and it, you're going to yeah. save some money and some development costs and all of that. But... I would do that with a certain level of client, my $45 billion client. I don't think that that's necessarily the way to go with managing a company. Well, at see, this that's scale. another
1: difference between Trump and Elon Musk is $45 billion. It's a lot, but it's not going to sink him. And Trump, he's like a millionaire, right? Like he's, yeah. I don't think he's a billionaire guy. As much as he might want to be, I don't think he's gotten there because he's. I not don't think as he does either. He's not as good at business, like they say about Trump, that uh, he basically inherited a lot of his business and his, you know, his money from his dad, and that was the guy who was good at, at doing business. And Trump, he's just, he's good at just getting attention for Trump. Apple Computer, Elon Musk has thrown down the gauntlet against Apple, and I don't know if you saw what happened, Arya, the other day. I think it, it was, was something
2: like. Uh, Apple refused to advertise on Twitter and I think they wanted Twitter to make changes in order to get onto the Apple store which ended up leading to Elon Musk retweeting Library who had experienced mm-hmm. something different or a similar but Library it turned out ended up bowing to Twitter's demand I mean to Apple's demands if I recall correctly and Elon Musk is essentially saying that he won't bow to these demands
1: yeah. So he said and
2: Elon Musk is a fool for doing this. Parlor, or maybe it was Gab. I don't remember mm-hmm. which one. It was the fastest growing social media site in the world. It came out of nowhere and it was the number one downloaded app on the Apple store mm-hmm. and the Google store. And then suddenly it was gone almost overnight big tech colluded together to just destroy this platform and it still exists don't get me wrong
1: kanye west
2: bought it yeah well (laughs) go him so it still exists but it it could have been so much bigger so much more powerful than it is is,
1: i mean why would you want to compromise for these people
2: yeah i wouldn't i I just you know it's it's a bad business decision i think for him
1: and well, I mean, look, I get why. Well, I answer the question as to why, right? The reason why Library, which at the time, I believed, owned Odyssey. They've now since split off. We talk a lot about both Library and Odyssey over the years here on this show. Library is a decentralized uh, file-sharing protocol, basically. And it is a media-sharing protocol, and it's really brilliant and awesome, and we're big fans of it here. We post our videos on Library. And Odyssey is the platform— that has behind-the-scenes, it has a library protocol. Odyssey also has a centralized uh, distribution network as well, so it sort of mixes both of those worlds into the same uh, the same app. But anyway, Odyssey had an iPhone app, and I, or, uh, Apple came to them and said, hey, look, uh, you want to stay on our platform, which, of course, is a very popular platform, right? You want to stay on our platform, you are going to have to start censoring things. And so, library said, welp. We do want to stay on your platform. So they did go ahead and, uh, and censor the things that they asked them to censor. And uh, it was Library's post about that that Elon Musk had shared yesterday where Library, Expl- Library explained that during COVID, Apple demanded that our apps filter some search terms from being returned. If we did not filter the terms, our apps would not be allowed in the store. Apple may make good products, but they have been opposed to free speech for some time. So you could go on Odyssey and search for these things on your computer. That would be why we never experienced this. Right. Uh, or you could do it, in theory, on Android as well, if they had the app out at that time. I'm not sure. There was some time where they didn't didn't have an Android app at all because they were waiting for Google, Google to approve it or something like that. But, uh, but you could still use their website, and, the, and those restrictions weren't present. But Apple's app was essentially crippled. Uh, for library and they did it because they didn't want to not be there right and the same thing's true of telegram if you remember hearing about telegram uh they had to admit at one point that apple had done the same thing to them where they said yeah we'll let you on the platform but you have to forbid people from being able to access certain types of rooms whatever those might have been certain political rooms or file sharing rooms or whatever they were So companies are doing this all the time. It's just you don't get to hear about it very often because, well, it's embarrassing. It is. And, you know, I
2: think I said it was detestable or I don't remember what exact word I used. However, this way is... It's not as bad as I initially thought when I heard this. I, I would have assumed that Odyssey had to make these changes just in general across no. their entire platform. Knowing that it was just the Apple version, that's still bad. It's bad. And it's still detestable. But it means that every other version of Odyssey is superior to the one people can find on Apple. Correct. And I think, I hope, that in the long run, knowing that their content is being censored will cause people to flee Apple And its platform and migrate to ones that are more open and more tolerant.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was telling uh, Bonnie the other night that, you know, one of the reasons why I will never use an Apple product like this is because they have total central control over the applications that you can install. Whether, you know, whether you like it or not, with Google products, they're not perfect. I'm not a Google fanboy or anything like that. But at the very least, the Android system has the ability to install non-Google-approved stuff. They
2: do. You can download them directly from your browser. It takes a few button clicks. Right.
1: You don't have to go through the Play Store, which on Apple, you have to go through their App Store in order to get anything. There's no other way to do it unless you quote-unquote jailbreak the iPhone, and I don't know what that entails. He says, Apple has threatened to withhold Twitter from its App Store, but won't tell us why. And after that, he then reveals... Did you know Apple puts a secret 30% tax on everything you buy through their app store? And I think a lot of people don't know this. And this is also true about Google, by the way, if I recall correctly. I don't know if Google changed their rate to drop it below Apple, but at one time I believe they both were 30% fees. So anytime you buy something through the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store... Most of the time, now there are some minor exceptions. Somebody else argued, oh, well, Apple only charges 15% for companies less than a million dollars or something like that. But either way, it's a lot, yeah. right? Like that's a significant... That, that is. Yeah, that's that's way more than, you know, a credit card processing fee times two, right? Like that's a credit card... Proce- for 30%, that's a credit card processing fee times 10. Uh, I mean, so that's a huge chunk. It's roughly a third of all the money that, that people are paying through these app stores whether it's for a monthly uh, you know if you like sign up for an app that costs monthly they're taking 30% of that if you buy an app that's a one time fee if you're if you make a payment through an app for something in the app if it's going through Apple's app store or Google's app store they are taking 30%. Of that, that
2: explains why this game I used to play it it existed both as an app and in a browser but if you you know bought premium points through the browser, it was cheaper. significantly cheaper than mm-hmm. if you went through the app store. And a lot of the players hadn't noticed that. I was one of them who had, mm-hmm. and I never really thought too much about why. But That's exactly obviously why it makes sense.
1: Yeah. So Musk, you know, to his credit, he's outing these people. Now we still haven't heard what exactly it is that Apple wants from him because they're going to have to tell him at some point, right? Like, well, if you don't do what we say, okay, what are you saying? we'll tell you eventually. <laughs> they haven't told him yet.
2: Does he even so. want to be on the Apple Store? My perception of Apple is a bit jaded and that to me I think Apple devices are fashion statements and that the mm-hmm. most most of the people using them are sort of hipster progressive types. So I suspect they're not too inclined to use Elon Musk's Twitter anyway.
1: Well, that's a good question. Maybe maybe he feels the same way and that's why he's willing to to throw this up against the wall and and see if it sticks, see if he can kind of throw his weight around uh with them i bet the blackberry store would have them on i don't think they exist anymore (laughs) i have no idea if they do or not (laughs) i think blackberry went out of business some time ago maybe it's gotten picked up and like reopened kind of like blockbuster somebody owns the brand now but i think they went out of business but here's a story from the wall because they didn't have
2: twitter on their apples on their app store could be
1: you know whether or not the politicians get involved here i think that if the if they do get involved I don't think that any sort of law is going to affect this situation because ultimately Apple is not a monopoly. They cannot be regulated as though they are a monopoly. They have competition, right? Google's yep. a competitor in the phone field. I think there used to be a Windows phone. I don't know if Microsoft stopped developing that. I think they might have. But, yeah, that's
2: a good question. Well, it was yeah. terrible, so I hope they did. <laughs> uh,
1: but there's nothing in theory stopping a third player, maybe Musk himself, uh, from getting involved in the phone business, right, and creating their own. Well, he phone can use Android.
2: System. He doesn't have to create his yeah. own operating system. That's one of the few good things that Google has done when they purchased Android. They didn't close the source like source. everyone suspected they would. Mm-hmm. Now, if you make a branching operating system, you have to do certain things if you want the Google Play Store to be installable on your device or mm-hmm. to come pre-installed. But he well, he's, can, he's you, mad
1: at Google too. So if he does go this okay. route, I'm guessing he would go and do his own thing, and just say screw the Google Play Store. In that case,
2: which is fine. There's plenty of you know like APK Pure. There's a lot of yeah. warnings out there. Oh, you can't you can't download from these third party sites. But like, I've done it through all of my life, and as you pointed out earlier, as long as you're not an idiot, you're going to be fine.
1: So Musk, uh, again, is bringing attention to this. Apple did not respond to requests for comment. Musk says he's losing $4 million a day and facing an advertiser revolt by big brands that I've heard Apple's included in one of the companies that has quit advertising with Twitter. Uh, And is worried, uh, big brands worried about the social media company's content moderation and uncertainty at the company due to executive departures. He's trying to bolster Twitter's subscription business, making it less reliant on advertising, which I think is a smart move. Absolutely. uh, On his part, the new Twitter Blue, which is set to give users benefits such as identity verification for a monthly fee, has been delayed, with Musk tentatively promising it will roll out on Friday. Apple stands to collect as much as 30% of revenue from Twitter subscriptions that Mr. Musk has said are set to become a new focal point for the company. The company charges as much as 30% of app purchases or subscriptions placed through the App Store, but their cut of subscriptions falls to 15% after the first year of use. It's still a lot.
2: What is the selling point here, though? Because I'm not sure I understand it on the Twitter subscription people he's he's asking people to voluntarily pay for something that they've gotten
1: for free forever it's kind of weak the main selling point is the blue check mark
2: i know they got their legal shenanigans they've got all of that lined up but once you once you buy a device if you're not leasing it from your mobile carrier as mm-hmm. a lot of people do but once you've paid it off whatever once you have that device it should be yours mm. for you to do whatever you want to it and i feel like companies shouldn't be I don't want to say they shouldn't be allowed because who's going to stop them, but they shouldn't have the habit of trying to curl curtail that process and put roadblocks in your way to keep you from controlling your device. If it's your iPhone and you bought it for $1,400 or whatever from you know the T-Mobile store, you should be able to put whatever
1: software you want I on agree, it.
2: I but agree, but Apple
1: has always been like this. I mean, this oh, goes no, they're back not the only to, ones.
2: I mean, it's go, it goes all the way back to like the NES and probably before that to VHS.
1: Well, no, I'm talking about Apple g- being in total control over their devices goes back as long as I can remember. Uh, the Macintosh computer, for instance, you can't just go and... I mean, nowadays they have something called the Hackintosh, but it's not easy to do this, right? Like, generally... You cannot just go to a computer store or Newegg or wherever and buy computer parts and create a Macintosh computer. You have to buy them pre-assembled yeah. from uh, Apple. And when it goes bad, something breaks with a computer, you can't just open the thing up and repair it yourself. They have proprietary like tools that are required. They essentially lock these things down and unless you are a Apple certified repair person or whatever, which means you're paying them for the you know the ability to repair their their products, then you ain't getting into it. I mean maybe if you took a sledgehammer to it or something like that, these things are are difficult as hell the last time I ever tried and I doubt they've changed uh, since you know since I've seen them. Well,
2: I doubt so, I mean there's a reason that I don't own any Apple devices right, right. I mean, and it's exactly that if if I buy you know hardware, I should be able to put whatever software
1: on it that I want. Agreed. Apple of course would argue and it is their it's their perspective and it's it's a legitimate perspective in that as you pointed out it's their company and they can run it how they want to. Yes, but
2: once they sell you that device it's your device.
1: Sure, but they also have the software running on the device and that effectively locks it down to, you know, letting in anything they don't want to let in. And their argument would essentially be, I think, that hey, Apple's for ease of use. We want, you know, grandma to be able to get in here with her one-button mouse and be able to, you know, have a, a word processor and her other things. And she she doesn't need to be downloading questionable software. So we at Apple will vet all software available through the apple store and we will make it so that everything is safe for grandma or whoever else it is that you know doesn't want to pay attention to the things they're doing that doesn't want to learn things that just wants to have a safe round off the corners uh computer experience and they would say that opening up their system to anything would technically open their system up to all kinds of problems that could come from anything go ahead major
0: hey guys um the first thing that pops into my head is this guy's last name Musk. Mm-hmm. Now most of you guys probably haven't considered that but that's the scent gland on every mammal. And he seems to want to leave his stink on everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Well, and, and I don't I don't deny him that and he he approaches life with the same mindset I think I got. I've been accused of uh, not beating around the bush and I say, well, You're right. I'll just jump right in the middle of that damn thing and stomp it down. Okay. That's what a gorilla does. Make a bed, right? But uh, if he wants to sink his teeth into the tires of this garbage truck that is the internet and let some air out of it, I'm all good with that. I think it's high time.
2: Can you explain what you mean with that analogy? Yes. Interesting...
3: Well, he's, he's, he
0: just needs to be the biggest junkyard dog, and I have known some junkyard dogs that will attack trucks mm-hmm. but they don't like the color of the truck or the uniform or whatever. I knew a German Shepherd that got flopped around three times one time.
2: Now, I, I understand it. dogs, you know, chasing and biting tires. What I don't understand is, I mean, what would Musk be doing that would be taking a bite out of the
1: tire?
0: Well, he's going to try to consume a. Uh, Twenty percent of the internet or so.
1: No, internet doesn't work like that. Elon well, Musk he, isn't going to eat the internet. <laughs> that that doesn't happen. No,
0: he's not going to eat the internet, but he's trying to consume bits and pieces.
1: What do you I mean, mean by already, that, though? When you say consume it, what do you mean?
0: Huh? He already has his mark on the moon. He's got the, the you know the cars and like I said, the man leaves his mark.
1: Okay, yeah, he may leave a mark in that you know Twitter's got its it's there's a lot of people on it and all that and people are talking about it, but it's and not Charles Mason also left a mark. He's not going to deflate the internet. I guess that's what I'm saying. the, the internet is going to be fine uh, with or without Elon Musk doing the things that he does. He criticized Apple not just recently but previously uh, when they faced a legal battle and you may recall this story, Aria, when epic games, came after Apple over the 30% fee. I don't know if you remember that story. Epic accused Apple of holding an improper monopoly over the distribution of third-party apps on iPhone and forcing those software companies to use its in-app payment system. Epic has called Apple's 30% take unfair. Now, while I agree it's unfair, I don't think calling them a monopoly is really accurate. No, they they have competitors.
2: There is no app store competitor for the apple operating system but the these are all it's all one piece of software the way they have it put together right it, you can't right. have a monopoly over the the bundled store on the operating system because they're one and the same they're inseparable at this point
1: Yeah, so monopoly is not the right word, but people love to throw... Tech critics love to use the term monopoly to describe any big tech company they don't like, essentially. Yeah. And I'm with you on the, I don't like fill in the blank, I don't like Microsoft, I don't like, you know, Apple, I don't like Google. Uh, Some are
2: better than others, though. Yes,
1: slightly, right? Like, Google's a little bit better in that they let you install the software that you want to. Their, Their system is open source, you can do more with that particular system, and it varies a lot as
2: well. Like just because you can do this with, you know, your Android phone, still, or you can do this or whatever. Microsoft has their advantages when it comes to Windows, but mm-hmm. maybe the Xbox is far more locked down than you, than a PC would be, or than a Nintendo
1: Switch or whatever. Of course, I mean, I'm not having used it, but I suspect that they are.
2: But both of them are from Microsoft, and you know, drastically different uh, philosophies behind their development and their
1: openness. So, Epic uh, was, you know, Apple, of course, defended their business, saying their fees are in line with the industry norm. And They set the industry norm. Yeah. They invented the App Store. And fair for the technology it provides. It mostly won a lawsuit by Epic, though the two are continuing to fight in an appeals court. Musk waded into the matter more than a year ago before his interest to own Twitter was clear. He said at the time, quote, Apple App Store fees are a de facto global tax on the Internet. Epic is right, he said. Apple, and this is one of the really interesting points here, Apple keeps a close eye on what software makers say. And according to documents that emerged during the Epic trial, had warned app developers about taking their grievances public aiming to settle disagreements in private. That sounds like that may be illegal. If
2: Apple says to them, Google Chrome, block it, Mm -hmm. or we're kicking you off the Apple Store. Right, oh, Google
1: might comply. The question is, have they ever done this before? This is the thing we don't know a lot about how they do business. We know they're very secretive about it. We know they've restricted other apps or they've threatened restrictions. We know they they threaten library. They said you have to ban COVID related search terms, or we're not going to let you onto our app store. So, have they already gone to Brave Browser or uh, you know Opera or Chrome or these other Firefox and said? You have to ban this list of websites. From your browser. And normally the whole point of having a web browser is that there is no restriction, right? Like one of the the reasons... Especially an open source one like Firefox. right? One of the reasons why a lot of these people make web browsers is because they still have that vision of an open internet, right? Like we want people to be able to access not just Facebook and, you know, some other centralized system. We want people to go anywhere they want to. It's a web browser. There should be no restrictions on it. So that's In the question. Theory, would this be the first time that Apple would have demanded such a thing? Now, we're not there yet. No, and that, I, I don't think I don't think Apple would be that petty. But I don't know. Uh, we'll see if we get tell, to find out.
2: To tell the, the browser manufacturers, you have to block access to this particular website.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
2: That is crazy.
1: So that may be where where Musk just goes with it, and he just says, you know what, take the app out of the store. People that want Twitter. And people want these social platforms, right? They're addictive. So even when I, when I was chart- sort of trying to break my habit of using Facebook to some extent, I uninstalled their app. I uninstalled their app years prior to actually quitting Facebook finally. So I quit Facebook at the beginning of 2018, but I probably uninstalled their app in like, I don't know, 2015 or something like that. And to me, that was like an initial step. But it didn't stop me from going to Facebook. Like, I still wanted to see what was on Facebook. I wanted to you know, check whatever notifications there were. So I just went on my uh, web browser and that was sufficient. I didn't need their stupid app which was like ballooning up to hundreds of megabytes in size and of course then they wanted you to install a separate app for messaging and a separate app for page this and that. So they ended up having like half a dozen apps it seemed like. At the it end
2: is of intrusive it. and it's 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 much too large. You're absolutely right about that. I, I think that probably will be my next step to uninstall the Facebook app because I rarely use it now anyway. Yeah,
1: just go to the website if but that's what you want. But
2: I don't ever use it on my desktop or my laptop I, mm-hmm. I just i'm not going to sit there browsing looking for funny memes to steal and post I'm, i would it would it would cut my facebook usage immediately down mm. to just zero
1: go ahead sarah
4: i kept you in suspense here so i have i guess who was our real estate agent
2: whose real estate agent yours
4: yes my yeah who, who are you buying a house, house? you're buying yeah, we, had, a- we bought a townhome
2: Wow, moving on up, Sarah. So.
1: We bought a townhome. <laughs> By which you yeah, mean, I mean you and Richard, the... right?
4: Yeah, R- Richard. Yeah.
1: Well, that's very nice. So... Now, how yes, in congratulations the world would we? How in the world would we guess from you know okay, well, three thousand miles guy, away who yeah, your real estate agent is, was? You... Okay, Charles so Matson
4: surprise you. So he is actually the. Al Unser Third. He's the grandson of Al Unser, the motorcycle race uh, racing um, champion.
1: I've heard the name. But I haven't, and
2: I, I don't care. Sarah, why would we know this person? I, if you were in a motorcycles, you would know, apparently.
4: Well, I mean, the, you know, the Al Unser, he's got a museum on Mon, on Montaigne Street. Um, with a, So I would like to go visit there, but he was very famous, and we even have a, a boulevard named Unser here. And you said and this
2: was his mom, great-grandson?
4: Not not a great but I said No, he remembers him. He goes, okay. Grandpa. He, he remembers. His grandson. His then. Okay. That is the L answer.
2: Well, so there you go. L I would L- be ashamed L- to, like, have that be my leading foot. Like, hey...
1: My grandfather was really famous. Yeah, Uh, Sarah, tell me about your townhouse, though. This is news to me that I heard a rumor that you'd gotten a townhouse. I guess you called about it maybe over the weekend on Sunday when I wasn't here. But, you know, you were living in you've had a real whirlwind last few years. You were homeless a few years ago. You were taken in by this uh, generous gentleman who has been uh, he was in the trailer park and now he's moved up to a townhouse. So, like, what's this like for you?
4: Well, you know, I just have to give all thanks to God. I mean, why? What God's did God do? Happened. What did God do? I mean, He owns the whole universe. He, he decides who gets an increase in the income and who, um, you know, gets what house. And so we got to even brag about our real estate agent. You know, what, what are the odds of having an the grandson <laughs> closing out our house? I mean, there is pretty, so you
2: know. much wrong in what you just said,
3: Sarah. Did you or someone you love work, live, or serve at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988? If you or someone you know lived, served, or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988 and has cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, they are entitled to compensation. To see if they are eligible, they need to call Liberty Legal. Contaminants in the drinking water have led to these serious diseases, and legislation is now available for For veterans and family members who may qualify for financial help from the government, there may be a time deadline, so don't wait. Call 888-918-1037. Anyone that has lived, worked, or served at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1988 and has had cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, the money is already set aside. 888-918-1037. 888-918-1037.
1: I believe as a panentheist that everyone is connected and that we are all part of God. We're all little little pieces of God. So I think that God or the universe, love, if you will, works through people in that way. But I also believe in free will. And so I think that you can make choices and that you haven't had all your choices predetermined. So what you're saying is is that you believe—you haven't said this specifically, but but what I'm extrapolating from what you've said, that God makes all these decisions, it sounds like you're saying that people don't have free will and that it's actually God who's making all of the choices that you don't—you're not making them directly. You're not making those choices. Well,
4: I mean, you you could have free will
2: account this is, this a,
1: this is a common problem with Christians and their belief
2: in God's omnipotence and all-powerful God is in control of everything and completely precludes the possibility of free will
1: is she a Christian though I think you jumped to a conclusion uh, Sarah how would you describe your religion I think, actually she has told us before but yeah what, what religion are you no, but Sarah? The,
4: the, all the Christian songs we give thanks to the Lord that they say are are Oh, give us the, our daily our bread. Because the bread. No, that's the that
1: government, Sarah. They've the been Lord. the government's been the ones giving you your your daily bread. You're on welfare.
4: Yeah, but who owns the government? Who controls all the money? It belongs to arguably
1: God. The, devil. the devil.
2: Definitely.
4: Well, I mean that's your opinion. But,
1: but, <laughs> well, I mean it's the so evidence because us- the government kills people, right? They murder people, and you take money from them. So you literally are taking blood money.
4: I mean, I mean, that's your opinion. No, no, sure that's, that's that's an that's actual
1: true. fact, Sarah. But, uh, I mean, that's it's true. They do murder people. Yeah. Well, and I
4: mean, but the thing is, all, all good things come from the Lord. You know, all of our provisions. All
1: evil also comes from the good Lord.
4: Good
1: <laughs> that's Isaiah. You know that, that, right? For I, the Lord, your God, to create good and create evil. Right. How could God create just good? China has teamed up again with Apple. I mean, I don't think they've ever ended their... Uh, their team up here. It's just the latest news about it from reclaimthenet.org, published yesterday. We we talked yesterday about some of the news coming out about the major protests that have been happening in various Chinese cities. We learned last week that there's now 400 million people in various states of lockdown across China, all based on roughly 31 or 35,000 cases of COVID, not deaths, but cases of COVID, in a place with a population that numbers higher than a billion, right? They're saying, "Oh my God, we can't have this zero COVID. We need to lock down." I mean, it hasn't
2: worked, and nope. the,
1: the Chinese government has to know that it won't work, right? That can't be their
2: goal here. It's no, it it's common sense that this won't work, and no amount. I mean, maybe maybe they've bought their own propaganda. Maybe they believe themselves mm-hmm. to be truly all powerful and capable of stopping a force of nature that is a disease. <laughs> maybe they believe it. But I doubt it.
1: Yeah, I, d- I saw another video today. Remember, I told you yesterday there was an image online of them building these COVID quarantine camps on actual highways. So like yeah. the, the image was of a highway going off into the distance. And as it got like smoggy in the distance, you could not see them anymore. But they were just going for as far as the eye could literally see. And then there was another video I saw today of an ostensibly new construction quarantine camp where these quarantine camp there's there, there are these sort of rectangular structures basically there's cell blocks open air cell blocks essentially and these things went about as far as the eye could see it was like a, a city outside of i think it was guangzhou uh city of these things god knows how many human beings could be housed in the in this facility it was I- incredible it was yeah. on the clown world account on uh, on twitter
2: yeah they've turned all of china into essentially a prison they've yeah. done it successfully and I I know the people in China are afraid right now and their government's coming after them and the police are rounding people up and they're looking for participants and people who are willing to stand up against the government yeah. but you're not going to get too many more chances to do this if you want if you want to do to do something that's going to lead to actual change it's not time to sit back down and try to slink back into the shadows.
1: That's true. I hate um, to say it. It's scary. I mean they are up against a behemoth of a monster. They were rolling in tanks within the last twenty four to forty eight hours. I and mean, they're
2: at that part that you know the crazy libertarians are always talking about. You know, we we arm up to fight against our government when they come to put us in boxcars. Well that's that time. That's actually that, that time now. in yep. China right now.
1: They updated the whole operating system and they restricted this feature from anyone in mainland China. The rest of the world, in theory, can still use this feature.
2: I mean, for now, until the American government or the German government or Russian government or whatever says, hey, Apple, we also want you to turn off airdrops in our country
1: Mm -hmm. or we're not going to let you do business here. Now, it does say users in China can only receive from everyone nearby for only 10 minutes. So there's apparently still some they're still allowing it to some level, but it's not like you can just turn it on, go to a protest and just start receiving things. So it's highly restricted. Uh, I'd have to
2: hear more about that restriction and how it works.
1: Yeah, Airdrop has been used by protesters in Hong Kong to communicate with other protesters and bystanders, as well as send messages to tourists from mainland China. On the mainland, protesters have used Airdrop to spread protest literature. Ooh, that's that's clever. Sending it to tourists? Uh, According to Bloomberg, Apple will roll out the, quote, everyone for 10 minutes, unquote, feature globally next year. But it's not clear why the feature... (laughs) was first suddenly rolled out in china especially during a time of such upheaval and the biggest protest china has seen in over 30 years
2: apple's behaving like a government here hey here's this feature that works just fine but we're going to gimp it and cut it in
1: half and give you only 10 minutes of it. And that's our new feature. Apple has helped Beijing to suppress public dissent multiple times. This is again according to reclaimthenet.org, mostly by complying with Beijing's requests to remove apps used by protesters for information and communication. So they've done it before. This is not a new thing.
2: Can you imagine being that evil? Yep. And these people who work for Apple, the developers, the, the people who literally coded this where AirDrop wouldn't work in China, the ones who deliberately removed it, you participated in an act of evil here, a grave act of evil. Yeah. People will die because of what you did. And God. people will continue to be oppressed. They won't have freedom because of what you did. Yep, that's right. I don't know how these people live with themselves. They think, oh, I'm just doing my job. Stop it. You don't have to. Go work for Elon Musk, who at the very least isn't the devil.
1: Apple, according to the story here, also helps the Chinese Communist Party prevent users from remaining private by banning VPNs in the region. We learned yesterday that it is illegal to have VPN software on your phone in China. And they've they've been demanding phones. Of course, the news media says they're asking people for phones. No, no, no. (laughs) They don't ask. Now, Briar is intended for secure messaging. I don't know if that includes file transfer. It is well something... I don't think
2: anything that includes the word secure messaging is going to be available in China.
1: Probably not. And I don't like I said, I don't know if this even does uh file transfer. It may just simply be person to person text messaging. But again, it's that concept of using not the internet, but the other phone um more decentralized methods of communication. So using Bluetooth, using Wi Fi the near communication fields or whatever—the permissionless ones. Yes, I
2: mean that's a that's powerful technology because you have to to use the internet, you have to send it up to a satellite and you know it bounces off cell towers and all this other stuff. Any of those can be cut off by the government if they want to.
1: And we've seen it happen in various countries. Yeah,
2: it's happened here in the United States where the government says, hey, we've got to cut the Internet here or this house or this
1: neighborhood. Well, to certain houses, yes, we've seen that happen. It's just at what
2: scale have governments been willing to do it? If Mm -hmm. if they needed to, I'm absolutely convinced the United States government would just cut off the Internet in New Hampshire. If they felt, oh, Al-Qaeda is building a terrorist cell Mm -hmm. there and we have proof and they're using the internet to communicate and there's 5,000 of them in Concord right now, New Hampshire loses the internet.
1: Well, the thing is they always want to have their own internet, right? So they probably would only try to cut off the average person from using it because they don't want to lose the tools of... You know, violence and the tools of evil that they've developed and corporations, you know, have developed on their behalf, like facial recognition or chain analysis or all these other, you know, government tools that they have.
2: What I really like about the airdrop thing, though, is it's like having a walkie talkie sort of Mm. in that it's a direct way of communication, communicating with anyone else who happens to have a compatible device and you don't need permission. You don't have to go through a third party or anything like that it's just direct communication except mm-hmm. it's not just broadcasting it out there to the entire world where right. police officers
1: can hear it and intercept it well in theory a police officer could have this this app right this airdrop right i don't know i mean in theory yeah i don't know how don't it know. works we have, we've not used the app directly so we don't know we personally do not have experience with this maybe we can ask bonnie if she's had any experience with this There's an update here from the Associated Press on uh, the various protests we covered yesterday. To give you the latest here, Chinese universities have sent students home and police have fanned out in Beijing and Shanghai to prevent more protests today after crowds angered by severe antivirus restrictions called for leader Xi Jinping to resign in the biggest show of public dissent in decades. So-called authorities have eased some controls after demonstrations in at least eight mainland cities in Hong Kong and Hong Kong, but maintain they would stick to a zero-COVID strategy that has confined millions of people to their homes for months at a time. Now, what I wish the AP would do is explain when they say authorities have eased some controls, what does that mean? What are the controls that have been eased? Are they no longer checking the phone apps? Because remember, all these Chinese people have an app that gives them permission whether or not they can go into stores and things like that.
2: I suspect that nothing has changed. This is probably just a report from the Chinese government and it's just propaganda. Yeah, it's office that deals with foreign governments and foreign media. It's like, hey, look, yeah, you know, that they were upset with how we handled things, so we, we loosened it a bit. You know, just like they asked to see people's Could phones. Be,
1: but there are reporters that live in China who don't work for the Chinese government that are on the ground. Like the woman that was reporting from the protest. Uh, that we reported on yesterday, it was over the weekend, she was taking videos of what was going on and and posting those. So, I mean, certainly the government can identify her and come after her, I'm sure, if they want to. And I'm sure they will. And and maybe they will, but... I hope not. The point is, there are still ways for independent reports to escape from China. There are. Uh,
2: It's rare, but it does happen. And it, it takes courage.
1: Indeed. They say security forces, which is just another term for police, I don't know why the media is using these terms so much recently, but uh, they've detained an unknown number of people and stepped up surveillance with police out in force. There was no word of protest. Didn't they just say they
2: had loosened restrictions?
1: They mean COVID restrictions.
2: But how could they they possibly do both things simultaneously, where you loosen restrictions, but you also detain people and send in police that sounds like the opposite of loosening restrictions
1: i can explain i mean they're loosening covid restrictions if that's true they would simply allow for more people to leave their homes on more occasions or whatever those things are that have been restricted but now there's more cops in the street right so it's covid restrictions are looser but protest restrictions are up there's no word of protests today in beijing shanghai or other major mainland cities at least if the ap is to be believed uh that were the scene last weekend of the most widespread protests since the army crushed the 1989 student-led tiananmen square pro-democracy movement so it's a pretty big statement to say that in you know three decades that what happened over the weekend in china against covid was the biggest since tiananmen square's It's a pretty big um, statement.
2: Well, China keeps the citizens locked down pretty tightly. And because of all of the control mechanisms, it usually has a pretty good warning when things are about to erupt.
1: In Hong Kong, about a dozen people, mostly from the mainland, protested at a university, Beijing's Tsinghua University, where students protested over the weekend, and other schools in the capital and southern province of Guangdong sent students home. The school said they were being protected from COVID-19, but dispersing them to far-flung hometowns also reduces the likelihood of more demonstrations. Chinese leaders... <laughs>
2: did they did anyone ever did anyone actually believe that they were being sent home to protect them from covid nineteen I would hope not i I would hope not too. but it's interesting this correlation that China and other governments seem to keep having where when you put people there to be educated when you give them when they have schooling whether mm-hmm. privately owned or publicly owned that's immaterial when you have education and people becoming more intelligent more aware of the world more educated, they go huh we should have." some amount of autonomy and control of our lives and you know they mistake that for democracy obviously but they go we should have some freedom and democracy the more educated they get just interesting to note
1: yep sending them home though instead and uh, the chinese government uh so-called leaders are wary of universities which have been hotbeds of activism including the tiananmen protests on Sunday, Tsinghua students were told they could go home early for the semester. The school, which is Z's alma mater, arranged buses to take them to the train station or the airport. Apparently they were in a hurry. Bruce Fenton recently has been getting into AI art, the the former... Uh, New Hampshire activist, well, still a New Hampshire activist, but formerly ran for U.S. Senate here. Unfortunately, lost his Senate primary. The creator but he's a, of
2: Ravencoin,
1: right? He's more notable for creating cryptocurrency Ravencoin, uh, and he's also a free stater. He's been going crazy on uh, AI art. It's a lot of fun. It it's great for people like me who have no actual artistic talent. Like I cannot, you know, I'm like stick figure level, right? Like I can't do art. Sure. Uh, but I can type a thing. I can type a (laughs) sentence and that's all you need. You only, you don't even need a sentence in some cases. You can type one word or two words into these AI art generators and it spits out something of beauty. Basically. Most See, but that's time. what
2: I like. That's what I lack, though. Like, the, the core idea of like what to type to enter into this thing. I feel like if I could come up with that, I could probably just draw some decent artwork. I, I could learn the skill to do it. But, like, mm. my brain just doesn't work in that direction of visualizing things yeah, that may or may not be interesting.
1: I don't either, necessarily. And I've kind of like my usage of Mid Journey has dropped off over the, the months. Like, when Bonnie and I signed up for it over the summer, we went pretty, you know, heavy into it. We had a bunch of things to to throw into it, and then you know you just kind of ran out of steam basically. And every now and then, though, okay. I'll pop something will pop in, or like, oh, I wonder what would that would look like. So we still we still pay the monthly fee, even though we don't really use it that much, just because it's such a cool project, and I'm happy to support what they're doing, even though I'm not happy that it's censored. Um, I still think the technology is neat, and they are. They're one of the ones that is least object uh, objectionable in that they do actually allow you the copyright over the images that you create. Not that I care about copyright, but what I don't like is there's an organization called and it's poorly Open named OpenAI, right? Open AI <laughs> that claims the copyright on everything their users generate. So that means you don't have the ability to, you know, sell it or print it or, or share it or whatever, right? Like legally under the stupid uh, copyright rules. So. And that's uh,
2: absolutely insane. That's like saying that you don't have the right to copyright or sell or reproduce a a work a document that you create using Microsoft Word because yeah, right. you only entered the text and it created the document the
1: itself, the page. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But that's you know that's how they have their set up. So I like Midjourney of the of the censored systems. Midjourney is my favorite one so far. Uh, uh,
2: Conan has been messing around with another one that is uh, Stable Diffusion. Stable
1: Diffusion, and that's what I wanted to talk about tonight. I did a little bit of experimenting with Stable Diffusion just to test it to see if it it was indeed so called not safe for work right. So there's certain things that are prohibited from Mid Journey. You can't make a picture of a naked person right on on Mid Journey. But I wonder you, why not? Uh, it's it's been censored. They they don't user want people, age
2: limits maybe. I mean I think you only have to be thirteen to be on Discord. So maybe that was it.
1: I don't know. It's just they don't want people going in that direction with it. Stable diffusion looked like it was uh, at least promising because somebody was able to release the the sort of the guts of the system that did not have the restrictions attached to it. So if you were running it if you were like using it on some website, it was probably restricted that somebody else set up. But you could but build if your own, you right? You built your own, then you were unrestricted and you could make whatever you wanted there was no error message if you type in whatever it is you typed in
2: how complicated of a process was that not hard
1: there was uh there was like a you know setup for dummies basically somebody did a step-by-step for like windows users you could just go follow the steps you know you have to download this file and then do this and that and you're done within a matter of minutes so it wasn't hard to do probably not something your grandma could do right but uh, an experienced computer user could breeze through it and so you know conan and i have both uh, experimented with this And I thought, this is great. I'm so glad this is out there, because when these other restricted systems were posting about their stuff, like, well, yeah, that looks impressive, but it's restricted. That's not cool. Even though I'm not interested, per se, in making not-safe-for-work artwork, I think people should be free to do that, right? And so that's why I like the idea of stable diffusion. Until now... And here's the news. The Verge.com reporting that Stable Diffusion has now made copying other artists and generating porn harder, and users are mad. What do you mean copying other, other artists? No, I, this is the other change they've made. So, but
2: you, that's all art is, is copying yes. other artists.
1: Yes, and so uh, they've unfortunately, uh, what some people have called, nerfed the system. They've essentially crippled uh, Stable Diffusion here with this new 2.0 release. And according it just to
2: just don't upgrade to the new release then,
1: right? Well, yes, you can you can stick with the old release and keep making art from that from here until time immemorial. But there are improvements that are being made to these systems, right? And it's like, not
2: open source, so someone can just cut out these modifications, right?
1: Or is it open source? It is, I think, still open source. But they they didn't train the model using okay. the not safe for work stuff. Let's go to the phones here. We got Wandering Hippie, uh, who's on the line here, calling from. I think did you say you were in Rhode Island? hippie
5: i'm in massachusetts oh. on cape cod
1: massachusetts welcome sir uh, apparently you are a youtuber and you have thoughts on ai artwork go ahead yeah
5: i've uh i've probably made uh two thousand uh pictures with the ai program i'm absolutely obsessed with it and i have uh dragged hundreds of people from youtube into this program it's, it's uh a lot of
1: fun yeah i think i heard about you i think breaking the flaw who's one of the hosts on this show on thursdays usually he was telling me i think he was on your channel or on your discord server or something and that you guys will generate these things together like you'll share your account with uh with people and then they can or they can give you suggestions and you kind of generate art for them is that what what you've been doing Yes sir uh, I
5: will do live streams for 5 or 6 hours and and people of my stream will just give me keywords and I will put them in and we'll generate wow I'm also an auditor so we do a lot of stuff uh oh, cool. messing around messing around with uh pictures of police with, you know, different kinds of keywords. It's very very <laughs> interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did a I few... I can imagine uh, that's fun. I did a few cop-related uh, images, too, that were, were were pretty fun. So, what got you into it, Wandering Hippie?
5: Well, honestly, I was uh, doing some research on OBS one night, and... Um, it's an
1: open broadcast system for streaming video. Go ahead.
5: And uh, I... Uh, the video ended, and Mid Journey came up as the next video, and I just I just, uh, I like art. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch more on this. And funny when I tried to join it, you come to that, uh, to that, their website, it's a blue screen with a bunch of code. I was like, Oh, what the heck is this? It's a scam <laughs> or something. And, uh, and then I just finally went for it and I don't even like discord. So, uh, mm. but I said, ah, I got to get in there and try this program. And like I say, I probably generated 2000 uh, photos. I'm starting to, uh, post them on my YouTube uh, channel uh, to um, show people, you know, because it's freaking amazing what uh, this thing will do.
2: Well, MidJourney logs all of your artwork, and you have a profile Mm -hmm. at their website where people can go, and they can view all the artwork that you have created.
5: Yeah, I haven't been able to figure out how to get the link to bring them. I know if you do ask in the actual MidJourney program and then type gallery, It'll bring up your calorie, but when you try to post the link that's there to somebody else, it doesn't work.
4: Hmm. I
1: haven't quite
5: figured that out yet. So, yeah, I don't know. Out, I've not dug that know.
1: deep into it. I know that Midjourney has a website, but I may—I don't know if it's restricted to just the uh, the people who are paying clients. And if you, it sounds like you Good are point. a paying client, right? Like you've got a subscription.
5: Oh, I, I, my my um, my uh, subscribers uh, help me out.
1: We're going to go to the phones here to a listener in Daytona Beach to WNDB. Jimmy is on the line. Go ahead, Jimmy. You're on Free Talk Live.
5: Oh, hi. I hear you guys asking for
0: donations, and you tell us to use a credit card. Now, it seems to me you're asking us to donate in those evil, filthy, lucre United
5: States funds. How
0: well, come you unfortunately,
1: own- Jimmy, uh, we're both on uh, bail conditions right now, so both Ari and I are under very restrictive bail conditions. We are not allowed to use cryptocurrency. Otherwise, we would absolutely take donations in cryptocurrency. For sure. But if we do take a donation in cryptocurrency right now, we'll go to prison.
0: So you're not okay. So, so you're you're going to sell out to the evil person and not stand on your value. You know, Ian's uh,
2: going to trial in defense of you know his usage and support for Bitcoin in like a week. Right? You're aware of this. Yes, yes.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's called standing for your values <laughs> is when you go to trial and you don't take a plea deal. I'm not to say, you know, not to impringe, impinge upon right. you, Aria, uh, but that's definitely the maximum level of standing. If you just straight up violate bail conditions, then you just go to prison and you don't get to stand for your values because no one will get to hear what you have to say. And you accomplish nothing by waiting you know, for the trial from a jail cell. Right, it's the same reason why I'm not smoking cannabis while I'm on bail conditions either. I'm a big supporter of uh, ending the war on drugs, but I know that if I smoke cannabis while I'm on bail conditions, they are going to put me back in prison. So I'm going to obey those bail conditions while I'm out on bail so I can go to trial and actually prepare for trial. Have you ever been charged criminally with anything, Jimmy? Uh, Don't make this about me. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune in to our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's Amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.